so uh, first of all thank you everyone for joining the session it, it was nice you know uh, to know where are you from and what all experiences you are having perfect so i'll be going with this uh, particular webinar for the topic which is ch unleashed okay uh, starting from myself uh, this is sayam negi and you know i'm a trainer at infosec train and i'll be your presenter for these two days of this webinar which is for ch unleashed just to let you know cyber security we talk about like to be very honest it's very it's it's like an ocean i used to say this it's like an ocean the more you deep dive in the more you can explore it so it's quite that big right it's quite that big right so we'll be talking about a you know a part of it which is ch unleashed okay so i'll give you some uh you know pretty much good information in terms of what ch is what these lifestyles are we'll talk about it okay so various things are there in terms of cyber security so i have achieved my own couple of them okay so ch is part of it others are the like security plus as you guys have mentioned from you know um, defensive side uh ECH is there CTI is there SOC is there for like CSA is there right so yeah couple of them more are there but these are quite in terms of you can say technical uh, based okay just a quick things uh, before we go ahead and talk about in terms of CH unleashed okay about infosec train as we are part of it uh it was established in 2016 and we are one of the finest security and technology training and consulting company we do have a wide range of professional training programs certifications and consulting services in the iit and cybersecurity domain we do provide a high quality technical services certification or customized training programs curated with professionals of over 15 years of combined experience in the domains right and our endorsement four plus years of services 70 plus pool of trainers 150 plus courses offering 10 plus valued partners 100 percent corporate delivery and 15,000 plus profession so see guys uh ch actually if you talk about it's it stands for certified ethical hacker okay and uh this actually a course where provided by your ec council it's a course where provided by the ec council okay perfect yeah so uh, for ethical hacking we'll talk about just i'm talking about specifically for certified ethical hacker as of now this particular course okay so this is provided by ec council okay and uh it's regarding you can say how you can you know it's like a stepping stone i would say okay and here you learn about multiple domains not just in terms of you can say application base or you know limitizing your scope it's quite give you an idea of pretty much different different domains 20 domains are there like you know cloud iot cryptography uh, application based attacks vulnerability assessment right and social engineering quite a few more right so various domains are covered which helps you to learn and grow and you can say you know helping will be helping you to you know be an analyst you can say okay. so regarding ch exam information if you talk about number of questions are 125 
duration is of four hours and the format is multiple choice questions over there okay and the passing score varies from 60 percent to 85 percent type okay so uh generally they have two based uh, ch exam just to let you know one is totally practical and one is like totally theoretical based all right and if you receive or if you are able to clear both the certifications like which is ch practical and ch this one you'll be termed as a ch master these are two different different certificates okay so this one which you are talking about as of now this is quite theoretical based uh not just okay exam is theoretical based it's not like the content is entirely theoretical okay we tend to provide if you talk about in terms of infosec train we tend to provide a lot of practicals in terms of this particular course as well right so different different valuable machines are solved over there we learn different different techniques and methodologies and you know how things could be done or how things looks like in attackers perspective right so those concepts are cleared in this particular part which we as an infosec train tends to give so that you people every people can you know, every person could have an idea in terms of not only just in base of you know books and all that in order to clear the certification but as well which you can utilize in your professional life and in your career growth as well 62 percent to 85 percent actually it fluctuates between them depends on what kind of exam set they have given okay so if it's you know quite hard then it can go a bit low right so 60 percent to 85 percent will always be like you know a variation over there in terms of clearing the exam so that's you know your passing score depending on what kind of exam set has been there in terms of for examination okay so examination is quite theoretical no practical is required in that part but yeah it will be mcq and four hours 125 questions over there now if i talk about ethical uh ch which is certified ethical hacking Pratik, very good point there is no negative point uh, negative marks now we are talking about ch right and moreover in terms of ch we are talking about in terms of ethical hacking ethical hacking just to let you know it's just like you know uh, hacking but for a good purpose the intentions over here which differentiate it from others it's quite good one it's quite different like it is it is for like you know they go by the rules and books they do not do hacking for a malicious purpose or to take an advantage of see hacking guys is not a negative term just to let you know it's the intentions of the person who is doing a hacking which makes it negative or positive okay always remember that hacking is never a negative word it all depends on the intentions of it though the hacker over there okay so yes ethical hacker they do it in order to protect the organization itself right so it's like okay they are hacker methodologies will be same okay aiming also would be same but it's like they won't take an advantage of that they won't take or take any malicious step or do any kind of a or give any kind of a negative impact to the organization over there okay so that's what makes them different okay they are also highly skilled one uh, you can say professionals or highly skilled hackers but those who are there in order to make your organization more and more secure so it's like as we've been also mentioned finding the loopholes as you guys have mentioned finding the vulnerabilities out there right so they tend to do the same if you talk about ethical hackers pen testers 
penetration testers everything is same a white head hacker also right so what do they do they try to find a vulnerability a vulnerability is what vulnerability is kind of a weakness or a flaw okay a weakness of a or a flaw for example if you guys set up a password in your account be it facebook account be it your laptop account anywhere anywhere and your password is let's suppose 0000 four times zero so don't you think it's kind of a very weak password which attacker will be easily able to guess it or crack it correct that's again a weakness a vulnerability which attacker looks out for correct so as ethical hackers similarly okay we look out for a flaw of weaknesses into the system in the network in order to take an advantage of and then we create a report out of it so that organization can fix it up right so that's what your ethical hackers do okay that what is your ethical hacking knows or we look we look out for a vulnerability we look out for a you know these kind of a loopholes we exploit them okay we show that uh, how you know attackers can take an advantage of that but if you won't do any kind of a damage to the organization like you know for example if it's your organization let's suppose it's an organization of alok right so it's not like that i will be uh, you know while doing a ethical hacking i'll find a vulnerability exploit it then i will sell all the data out it's not like that correct so that is not a good thing like that is not what these ethical hackers do basically okay so they find a vulnerability they exploit it so that they can tell you how to fix it up or what all things you need to fix in your organization right so that's what they do your ethical hackers okay yes um, julie that is quite amazing if you have 54 character password right so like if i ask you guys in terms of since i gave you an example of a password based thing right in order to authenticate what do you guys suggest like how much of a length and uh, like you know should be there in terms of your password how much big of a password would be sufficient enough in order to provide you the security so yes see not just length okay it does not depend totally on the length basis i would suggest you as well right yes uh, nathan yes uh, many of you have suggested the same correct so it should be mixed right your you can say lower case upper case numbers and symbols as well it should be a combination of both and i will also suggest that it should be of at least 10 i won't say 8 because we are living in 20 you know uh, 21 uh, like it's 2022 now right so things have evolved a lot okay so 8 also i would not suggest you to go with 8 i would suggest to go with at least 10 because it is said like if your password is complex in 10 i am talking if it's complex like containing your upper letters lower letters uh symbols as well as your numbers you know it makes a huge complexity over there and it's it is said like it takes about you know quite a lot of months for an attacker to crack that password okay so at least 10th 10 will be the length of a password and it should be a bit complex in terms of making that and do not con- uh, it should not contain any kind of a dictionary word over there like you know people tend to keep password as in password at that it one two three no no that is not a good thing rule it out okay that is absolutely not safe got it so for password at least make it 10 and make it complex and do not keep it as a dictionary based words that is quite risky and easy to crack okay now in terms of ethical hacking we were talking about in terms of pen testers right they are considered as a pen tester as well or penetration 
testers so i told you uh, okay someone asked me is it a red team activity i would say offensive activity uh, but red team has a slight difference between a pen test and a red teamer i would say in our organization there's a slight difference between them like it's kind of more than slight though uh, okay now in terms of pentest when we are talking about as i told you uh, as i told you pentesters are quite knowledgeable one they know what they are doing they know about the tools they have quite a good amount of experience right so when we talk about in terms of pentesting they have some testing strategies right there are some testing strategies which are like this black box testing white box and gray box black box i would say here at this point of time whenever a pen tester is doing a black box testing it's like they are considered as a hacker only okay it is like these kind of a strategies that depends whenever you are going for a pen testing just to let you know like you know uh, you have a deal with the organization over there like rules of engagement will be there on that perspective it will be decided whether it will be black box white box or gray box right so black box would be the one where these ethical hackers are compared with the outside or external hackers right those who do an attack in order to take an advantage of so it's like no information is shared with these ethical hackers or your pentesters okay no information is shared with these ethical hackers so they have to find their own way out just like a hacker do that malicious hacker will do isn't it so do you share any information with the malicious hacker no correct so here also in black box no information is shared so it's like let's suppose uh, okay uh, supritha is a pen tester so i will say supritha do the pen testing of or do the ethical hacking of infosec train that's it just a name nothing apart from that then supritha will be going uh, you know with the different different ways in order to find the information and you know to crack it up got it so black box would be the one where you're not sharing any kind of a information here you can say like they might go with the social engineering attack based as well in order to you know gain some confidential information got it that's a black box it means in short no information are shared gray box gray box is like where some part of information is shared okay gray box is like uh, where some sort of information are shared with the pen tester or you can say or ethical hacker right so it's like okay taking the previous example i will be telling you sangeeta to you know do what test infosec train and i'll be sharing some username and password and you can say i'll be telling them okay this is built on this particular language and on this server like that right so that will be a gray box testing some sort of information are shared over there so that a bit in depth can be done whereas if i talk about your white box so white box would be when you are sharing the entire information over there like i am sharing the entire source code so that it can be a totally in depth analysis and finding out the vulnerabilities vulnerabilities up to the core right so sharing the entire source code will be part of your white box so see how the depending on the information which you are sharing defines your testing strategies whether it is black box gray box or white box 
Alain, uh, no, the type of hackers which you're trying to say over here, that is black hat, white hat, and gray hat, right? Black hat hackers, if you're talking about, they are type the ones which are malicious, malicious hackers, okay? Their intention is malicious to destroy or to do some damage. White hat hackers are your ethical hackers or your penetration testers, whereas gray hat hackers are the ones those who are a blend of both black hat as well as your white hat okay they have the blend of both white hat and black hat so you can say like uh, for example if i being a gray hat hacker if i found a vulnerability in infosec train i'll be reporting to infosec train someone from there will be you know will be dealing with me and okay i said okay for this vulnerability i need a reward which is fair and square if someone from the infosec train said that okay we are not gonna give you any uh, you know reward for this just you know get lost kind of a thing so i will be doing what i'll be selling out that vulnerability or like either i can go with that or i will go to the dark web and i will make it public or i will just make that vulnerability public so that anyone can you know take an advantage of that vulnerability and make some impact on infosec train so now here it will be considered as a gray hat hacker because what what just happened earlier he was having a very good intention right he simply wanted to report to infosec train that there is a vulnerability kindly fix it up and need a reward but he eventually turned out to be the malicious one because now he is selling out or making that vulnerability public make sense that's the difference between the hackers and testing strategies and eventually like see why i am doing these kind of a thing or why a ethical hacker is going out for these things because we have to secure our environment right we have to secure our environment before any malicious hacker takes an advantage of that correct so why do we do the, these things because we have to maintain our confidentiality integrity and availability so these are what these are the strong pillars of your cyber security okay and like every organization whatever they create right you now they try to maintain these things over there so they play a quite important role so they are pillars of your security you can say so when i'm talking about cia often known as a cia triad okay so this stands for confidentiality as in c integrity as in i availability as in a okay so that's your cia confidentiality means what when we talk about confidentiality as you guys have mentioned kind of restrictions like in short no like you know uh, unauthorized access in short only the authorized person will be able to see that data for whom like you know it was meant to be like for example if i am sending like a is there and b is there if a is sending any data to b only b would be able to would be able to access that data nobody else like it, be it c be it d anyone in between should be like you know they won't be able to access that data okay because they are not authorized a send that data to b so b is the authorized one and only he would be able to access that data these people won't be able to because they are unauthorized okay so that's what your confidentiality talks about that the only the authorized person should be able to access the data no authorized person no unauthorized person would should be able to you know read that or access that data right so 
it can be uh, maintained in various ways you can say like you know access control list is there acl where you know we uh, limitize your access okay who should have access to which files and folders that is part of it as well as i will also put encryption over here which is part of your cryptography concept encryption is like keys are involved over there okay keys are involved over there so if you have the key like you know i will do the encryption okay a key will be involved and let's suppose if i'm sending hello okay with the encryption just very basic example it will be converted to like this let's suppose like this now once it is received by the receiver which is your b so b will be having one more key b will be having the you know a key as well so we will be using that key in order to decrypt it and make it hello back okay so now c and d won't be able to do it because they do not have that key right so that's why encryption can also be utilized it's like using a key in order to keep it secure and only the person who is having that key would be able to decrypt and he would be able to read the data got it for the confidentiality then integrity what do you mean by integrity see guys where we have these confidentiality integrity and availability kind of a thing like you know this is regarding your data only right eventually everything is data correct if a data is secure everything is safe right so data has three forms since uh alok mentioned that that is a good point data is in your three formats data at rest data in transit or motion and data in use data at rest when your data is resting just like her you know the word says itself like saved somewhere stored somewhere like in a hard disk in your database it's stored right it is resting so at that time also your data needs to have these things confidential integrity and availability over there right data in transit like if i'm sending a data to you sending any message mail that is your data is in transit at that time it's moving in the network it's traveling in the network so at that time also data needs protection so confidential integrity and availability of a data should be maintained at that time data in use while you are using the data for example if you are editing a file right you start using it so data is in use over there refreshing or playing around with the database making some changes data in use over there so that's your three formats of your data always remember that okay three forms of your data data at rest data in transit and data in use so i have to maintain the confidential integrity specifically for your data at these kind of a scenarios integrity means uh accuracy i would say right it means that you know data should not be modified no tampering should be there right uh, you might have heard about this word tampering in cricket also heard about it like you know uh, players get fines for tampering the ball ever heard about it right ball tampering exactly isn't it so similarly over here like ball tampering does what it makes that ball either so in much right they might be doing some attaching or you know some uh, you can say materials over there or tearing ball that over there so that you know spin will be uh, less or it will be increased whatsoever so it's like integrity of it you know is not there now isn't it so similarly if you're tampering your data data does not remain same over here now you have changed it so similarly as a ball tampering is your data tampering you can say right so integrity make sure that if i am sending hello 
to someone so it will be received as hello only it should not be changed got it it should not be bye it should not be hi not even hello how are you anything like that it should be as it is and like you know as it was sent got it so that's your integrity i'm maintaining the integrity of your data so any tampering any modification between your integrity got lost over there right so these things can be attained by your you can say hashing check some concepts are there hashing for those who don't know about hashing is what hashing is something which is irreversible it's like a one-way street it's like a one-way street so uh, you might have heard about md5 you know sha right these are some algorithms so what happens let's suppose if I, my data is hello so it will be converted into something like this and now as per the property of our hashing see for encryption we have decryption encoding we do have decoding but there is no word like a dehash unhash you know these kind of a thing for a hashing thing it's a one-way street it can be made only you cannot go back to the you know, and find what was the real input in order to get this hash there's no kind of a such thing okay it's a one-way street it will be just going from hello to this that's it no going back that's how it is you know maintaining your integrity okay so now what happened uh hashing is there and availability now availability if you talk about availability is what like your all your data and your services should be available for its genuine users correct like you know if you go for, uh, to buy something in a shop right if shopkeeper is not there or like even if i say that item is not there so that's kind of a availability issue right doesn't it so it's like if you are buy, uh, trying to buy something like a i would say ps5 you know playstation 5 for example and there's a gaming store nearby you you went there or you you went there in the gaming store you ask for ps5 or any you know playstation material over there if they say we do not have it okay and they're not gonna bring it for a couple of months as of now so that's what that's an availability issue they do not have the desired product so next time if i have to buy something do you really think i'll be going to the same gaming store i'll be trying something new where i would have you know where i found this ps5 similarly like you know next time also i'll be going for the same store agree isn't it you're trying to buy a cloth in a mall in a showroom there is no assistant like you know someone is not assisting you over there so availability issue their service is not available to you so you won't go over there now correct so similarly this kind of a thing affects organization or you can say company as well so i being let's suppose if i am an owner of a amazon right and products are not available my my page is not getting loaded so why would you come back to amazon again and again right because availability issue is there so client does not get you know happy he's not happy with that uh services right so my even my uh, like my, if my amazon is not working uh, my items are not there in order to sell it out and you know uh, my pages are not getting loaded so that's an availability issue got it so these three are quite important thing which every you can say ethical hacker is trying to maintain the organization and organization is trying to keep it you know up to the scale because whenever 
some malicious hacks happen which impact the organization they are impacting our confidentiality integrity and availability okay see every organization i would say like you know all of these three are equally important just to let you know all of these three are equally important but still organization to organization it turn, tends to shuffle like you know depending on their uh, requirement the priorities shuffle okay for example if i ask you guys quite a small activity if you have an isp isp as an internet service provider for your isp what will be of more priority out of these three it can be one it can be more than one it can be all three also availability will be the priority over here because main concern is what to provide the internet service everyone should have the internet if internet is not available now if i ask about uh online gaming yes i can see many gave you the correct answer like see i'm not saying all three are not required all three definitely are required but in case of a priority based i'll since it is an online so i i guess availability is a common answer for everyone right since it is online if availability is not there why would be it online on the very first place and i will get integrity over here integrity means what things to be remain accurate over there right isn't it so let's suppose you all play candy crush kind of a game right so if you reach to certain level let's suppose 1000 level if integrity is not there anyone can easily bring you back to the level 1 he can change or tamper the codes correct if you are playing any game you buy a lot of things over there right what if someone change entire thing bring it back to the zero like he will you know release all the things which you have purchased if you are playing a game like pubg or any shooting game right now in that game if you shoot you know a bullet what if someone changes the entire code over there now your bullet is just hitting a tree or something <laughs> yeah julio exactly playing online poker or something so that's why i give integrity a bit more edge as compared to your confidentiality okay now quite a debate uh, debatable one <laughs> banking what if i say confidentiality and integrity i am not saying to exclude availability but in terms of priority if i have to talk about i'll be giving them a more priority adjust more than your availability adjust more a cutting edge okay exact problem right my reason is uh, see the reason is if you use any net banking application or if you are correct even if you go for the government bank over here in india they'll say what like even if their lunch break is you know from 1 pm at, and you went over there at 2 
they will say come later we are busy right now it's lunch time right availability issue isn't it so here that's why i kept it for the less priority a bit more less okay because even if i have uh i need to do a transaction i need some cash or i need to some you know send some money maybe my one bank might not be working i can go with the another bank right secondly i can you know handle that situation i might lend some money i might uh, i will borrow some money from my friend or my you know family member and as soon as the services gets back i'll pay them right so that thing can be tackled you can say for a you know if it's 30 minute availability is not there i'm pretty much fine with that i can you know absolutely handle that scenario but what my point is if for 30 minutes confidentiality and integrity is not there don't you think that will poses a lot of risk to your organization or like be it your bank if confidential integrity is not there for 30 minutes isn't it because attacker unauthorized access can be there and they can do any transaction which they want to isn't it so instead of having a bankruptcy i will prefer to not to have that service correct so that's how your confidentiality integrity are put a bit more or given a bit more edge than availability in terms of banking clear everyone all right okay next topic we are gonna go with your uh, in terms of threat actors or you can say you know uh, in terms of uh, cyber security what all threat actors are there so as i mentioned next will be in terms of cyber threat actors since we are talking about ethical hacking right you should know what kind of other hackers are also you know around here so we have national states we have cyber criminals or criminals we have hacktivists we have terrorist groups and we have thrill seekers we have insider threats as well okay now if we talk about nation states nation states are the ones which are you can say uh, supported by the government okay and these are you can say highly skilled and the ones those who are quite you know pretty good i would say tools in order to perform some attacks right so the ones which are sponsored by the you can say you know the government and that will be known as a nation state that work for the organization or you can say for the government cyber criminals are the ones those who look out for the profit out of their attacks okay and you can say group of attackers as well or you know those who try to exploit or to do some attacks in order to get some we can say monetary gain or to attain some kind of a profit out of it activist hacktivist is quite a you can say you know a popular term nowadays so hacktivist if i have to uh, break it down it's like hacker plus activist a hacker who has some political agenda or an ideology which he wants to you know spread out will be termed as a hacktivist uh for example you guys might have heard about this a very big movement was there in us which was with the name black life matter so in that part there was a group which was with the name anonymous anonymous group is there right so he was or you can say that group i would say that group was a part of that entire you know big movement as well and they tried to uh you know bring out some more footage or you can say other cases over there and you know they were part of this 
big movement so they have this you can say ideology and this agenda in order to you know give this movement a big step and a big reach so they helped in that particular scenario as well right so anonymous is the name of that group which are termed as a hacktivist terrorist i would say those who are there in terms of doing some violence and you know uh, looking out for some damage to the human life as well i would put them as a terrorist groups okay right so there will be a terrorist group and thrill seekers are the ones those who are looking for some kind of a satisfaction out of it they do not have any monetary gain or purpose or like that they want you know some thrill they look out for some challenges over there and they you know just do that hack or that attack in in just that purpose that so that they can get some challenge right a tough challenge kind of thing so they these kind of will be twined as your thrill seekers insider threats are the ones as you can say discontent i would say insider threats are the ones which are having some privileges or permissions within the organization okay so they are like a disgruntled employee who is not happy with the organization or who is not happy with the manager or with the organization not you know uh, promoting him or her or you know just like that these kind of a thing so they are not happy with the organization and they just want to take a you know revenge kind of a thing from the organization they will be termed as an insider threat inside the threat just to let you know it's not like uh, they'll be doing it deliberately it can be accidental also so for example you are handling a server for example okay and by mistakely if you revealed some data out or you you know deleted a server or something like that by mistakely that will be termed as your accidental part of it okay but generally we do have also your insider threats and that is the reason also uh, we have some social engineering awareness program in the organization because there is a part which is with the name dumpster diving what happens for those who do not know about it dumpster diving is something like uh, okay you order something from amazon right whenever you buy something from amazon when it is delivered at your house at a doorstep you find there is a wrapper in that wrapper your billing is you know attached to it where your address and every lot of information are mentioned so how many of you guys destroy your wrapper into small pieces and then throw in a trash can many of us might not do that okay which is not a good practice because our information are shared over there so similarly in the organization what happens whenever there is a project okay whenever the big things are there so you use documents for those things right for those purposes we use documents that's pretty much obvious so once those documents are no more required once those documents are no more required what do we what do we do with those documents we use shredding machines in our office okay those uh, and then we shred them into small small pieces and then throw into trash can not just like which you see in movies or tv series that you know you are making a ball out of that paper and then throwing into trash can no because we do have some insider threats those who can go through those uh, trash cans and get a lot of information out of it you might have heard about in your organization there is a policy which is with the name clean desk policy so clean desk policy says the same isn't it that whenever you are uh you know like in your table there should not be uh, should not be any kind of a spare documents or papers left over there if you're leaving your office make sure to you know lock them in a cabin or locker something like that and it should be clean because yet again inside the threats are there which can take an advantage out of it. they can steal your documents out of it and either they can take some pictures and then they can utilize it later 
so when we are talking about in terms of cyber threat actors or nation states you know or most sophisticated ones here we have the apts apts stands for your advanced persistent threat apt stands for your advanced persistent threat so apt when we are talking about apt they are you can say defined uh, as a type of network attack okay advanced persistent threats they are defined as a type of network attack where your attacker or group of attackers they gain unauthorized access to a target network and remains there undetected for a long period of time that's what makes them persistent okay see three words are there advanced persistent and threat okay advanced tells you the use of techniques to exploit the underlying vulnerabilities in the system right persistence you can say it tells you uh, that command and control system is there okay which continuously extracts the data and monitors the victim's network and try to remain there for a longer period of time right and threat it signifies you can say the human involvement over there in coordinating okay so apt attacks they are highly sophisticated attacks where an attacker uses the well crafted malicious codes okay along with the combination of zero to exploits in order to gain access to the target's network okay so they are very well planned and very well coordinated over there so you know very well coordinated techniques are used and they clean up their evidences you know of all the malicious activities which they have performed once their objective is fulfilled okay so you can see the main objective behind their attack is to obtain sensitive information rather than rather than sabotaging the organization and their network their main objective is to obtain the sensitive information out of it so they look out for the juicy information you can say some classified documents user credentials network information employees or customers personal information transaction information credit card information etc etc these kind of information they are looking out for whenever they are performing an apt attack okay now if i talk about in terms of apt life cycle okay apt life cycle it involves certain stages you can say we can see define target find and organize the accomplices build or acquire tools research target infrastructure employees or you can say resource employees test for detection deployment initial intrusion outbound connection expand access and obtain credentials strengthen foothold exfiltrate data and cover the tracks and remain undetected okay so generally like you know if you talk about define target research the target uh, organizing the team building the tools okay testing for detection till this point from here to your here till this point they are known as preparation phase okay a preparation phase clear see so in order to attack you know uh, this apt attackers you know they follow a certain set of phases to you know target to penetrate and to exploit the organization's network okay so very first one is your preparation okay preparation it is which is followed by your initial intrusion whenever we talk about in terms of deployment and initial intrusion part okay let me write it these two 
uh, initial intrusion. Uh, outbound connection, you can say, and expanding the access. Expansion. Followed by, you can say, uh, strength and foothold and, you know, maintaining the access over there. Part of your persistence. And you can say search and exfiltration. And the last one, cover the tracks would be part of your this uh, cleanup. So you can also divide them into these uh, six phases. Okay, starting from here one, two, three, four. Five and your six, which is clean up over here. Okay. So as I mentioned, preparation. What do we do? Like you know, that is the first phase of your APT life cycle, which is preparation, where your these adversaries, okay, these malicious or you can say or these, I would say, actors, threat actors, they define the target. Okay. They perform some extensive research on the target and they will be setting up a team organizing a team over there building or attaining the tools and perform for some test uh, for detection test for detection i mean to say what i meant to say is that because see if i am from apt side and if you are having an organization in order to secure it okay so obviously you will be having some uh, you know uh, security measures installed in your organization correct like a firewall, antivirus, uh, IDS, IPS, these kind of a thing will be installed in your end, right? Antivirus, firewall, kind of a thing in terms of security measure. So being from the side of an APT, whatever I'm gonna create now, whatever the tools I'm gonna create, I'll be performing a test in terms of detection. So if I made a malware, if I'm using any tool, I'll make sure that they won't get detected on the other side. Correct? So I'll be, you know, doing extensive research. I'll be looking out for okay, what all kind of things are being used in your organization, and then I'll be performing some tests for detection so that I won't get caught when I will be executing my entire uh, attack over there. Make sense? Right? So whenever your apt attacks are being done they require a high level of preparation because they cannot take a risk or they cannot take a chance of getting detected by the targets network security where they define the target they you know do some extensive research on them you can say research the target organize the team build or attain the tools and test for detection that's part of your preparation then it is followed by your initial intrusion okay so next phase which involves attempting to enter into the target network okay so you can say phishing email you might have heard about it right spear phishing phishing emails correct so they are the common or you can say common technique which are used by these uh, you know apts in order to get the initial intrusion okay they use spear phishing emails or they exploit the vulnerabilities which are publicly available on the servers okay 
so in that phishing email they will be you know sending some legitimate looking attachments which will be containing some executable malwares or some malicious links attached to it okay and as soon as uh, the person you know clicks on the malicious link they'll be redirected to the website where targets web browser and software are compromised by the attacker using various exploiting techniques okay so sometimes they might use with social engineering attack base they might use social engineering techniques as well others in order to gather information from the victim okay here so you can see in this phase your malicious codes or the malware they are deployed into the target system in order to initiate an outbound connection in order to initiate an outbound connection so that they can create a connection and perform their objectives so although uh, it can scan for everything but still it has its own limitation right what are all the things which are set up by the developers over there it will be going till that point particular point right so i won't say for everyone you will be getting result but here generally it does tends to give you so you cannot rely on one single thing you have to go with multiple things correct okay then we have expansion expansion phase you can say as i mentioned like you know uh here the primary objective will be like expansion of the access to the target network and obtain the credentials so if attacker is aiming to exploit and gain access to a single system then there is no need to for expansion right but obviously in most of the cases we are looking out for various information it's a high level based attack right so objective of attackers over here is to access multiple system using a single compromise system so it's like spreading it expanding it from one system to another to another to another right so once the initial compromise is done they try to expand the access to the target systems okay so you can say the main objective over here for the attacker would be to gain uh, or to obtain the administrative login credentials in order to escalate the privileges and to gain further access to the system in the network okay and in case you can say if, uh, you know attackers if they are unable to obtain valid credentials you know uh, then what they can do they can use other techniques such as social engineering exploiting vulnerabilities and you know these kind of a thing in order to go over there or reach till this point okay now after you can say you know getting the targets account credentials movement of an attacker in the network is difficult to trace okay because they are using now legitimate username and password it could be quite uh... now this phase we can say this expansion phase it will be supporting other phases of the apt life cycle okay so so in you can say you know search and exfiltration this will be helping you attacker they can obtain the targeted data by gaining access to the system right so they will be creating a outbound channel and exfiltrating the data out of it right so this this phase expansion phase can be helpful and assisting to your further phases then we move to a persistent so this phase it will be involving maintaining the access to the target system okay so they evade bypass your endpoint security devices like your firewall intrusion detection system entered into the network they established uh, access to the system right now they try to maintain the access to the target system so these attacker will be you know using certain techniques or procedures okay like they'll be using you can say customized malware obviously like you know uh, kind of a zero day based attack as well right and they'll be using some pretty good tools so these tools they are designed in such a way that they cannot be detected by the antivirus or the security tools of the target 
right so they maintain and they try to maintain their persistency over there okay they'll be using customized malwares right and that will be including the services some executables and drivers installed to the various system in the target network okay and like they'll try to put these things on multiple locations so that even in one got caught they still have other means in order to maintain their access or to maintain their persistence in that particular network got it and they try to hide themselves or use or install these malwares in such a place which are not examined frequently yep now it brings us to search and exfiltration so in this phase you can see the attackers are gonna do what they are trying to achieve their ultimate goal of the network exploitation okay so they try to gain access you can say to the resources that can be used for performing further attacks okay or using that resources for some kind of a financial gain okay so they try to you can say steal this uh, you know uh, in search and exploitation they try to steal all the data including your important documents emails shared drives or any other type of uh, data present on the target network okay so these things are done in your search and exfiltration they will try to exfiltrate the data and leak out the data you can say right then final step is a cleanup cleanup simply means what this is the last phase right where your attackers they perform certain steps in order to prevent the detection and then they try to remove the evidence of compromise right it's like covering the tracks because for example if i say if someone asks you to lend your phone to make a call once that call is done don't you check the call logs in order to see to like you know to whom that person called isn't it so, since everything is getting recorded like you know these logs are being created so attackers also over here they try to clean their records right so that they won't get traced back because no attacker likes to get traced back right they do not want someone to you know get back to them so in this first in this phase they do what they try to prevent the detection and remove the evidence of compromise so they cover the tracks which includes evading the detection okay eliminating the any evidence of the intrusion and hiding the you know uh, attacker details from that target okay clear so in some cases covering the tracks is also a effort like you know when we are talking about in terms of cleanup covering track also uh, like you know uh, covering tracks also include like manipulating the data in the target environment in order to mislead the security analyst so their entire you know uh, attention will be to somewhere else where attackers are not sitting right or where those uh, malwares are not there so they try to fool them around as well okay clear so they try to cover the cover the tracks and remain undetected by the security analyst for a longer period of time so these are the life cycles of your apt if i have to start these are the, some important ones you can add more in terms of characteristics of apt if you want to like if i have to go with it i would say like you know first they define the objectives by objectives what i say like you know they try to obtain the sensitive information or they try to fulfill their strategic goals in this part okay so the main objective behind any apt attack is to uh, obtain some sensitive information by gaining access to the organization network for criminal you can say earnings okay or other goals would be like you know uh, other objective would be like to just spy or we can say 
you know get some political uh, data over there right or strategic goals these can be also their objectives so depend from you know group to group and what their objective is right now second is timeliness timeliness would be like in you know, the time which is taken by the attacker in terms of you know uh, doing the attack like from the point where they assess their target system for vulnerabilities till to the point they exploit them in order to gain and man maintain their access to the target system okay so from the point of assessing the target system till the point exploiting it in order to gain and maintain the access okay that will be timeliness resources resources defined as the amount of i would say knowledge tools and the techniques which are required to carry out an attack okay so as i told you apt attacks they are very well sophisticated attacks and they are performed by a highly skilled cyber criminals or uh, you can say nation state actors and they consume more resources risk tolerance is simply like how much risk you are willing to take okay so their risk tolerance is quite high because since they are doing a very great you know a big attack i would say so their risk tolerance is quite high because they know if they get caught that can be costing them a lot and they try to remain undetected for the into the network for a longer period of time right so risk is quite high and they can tolerate that they can handle that much amount of risk so one of the characteristics of your uh, apt risk tolerance is it's just simple example would be if you are driving a car at you can say you know uh, 80 kilometers per hour for example so your car would be able to handle that is fine that it's a user speed but if you are trying to you know run it at 130 or 140 kilometers per hour you find or you you see that your car starts shaking right isn't it it starts shaking but still it's moving right so it will be like risk tolerant that till this point your car can move and it will be able to take you to the destination but if you exceed it maybe you know your car will be into multiple pieces isn't it so that's your that 140 will be your risk tolerance you can say okay so the methods and the tools which are used by the attackers to perform certain attacks will be your skills and methods okay because they use various things like you know social engineering techniques to gather information about the target techniques to prevent detection by the security mechanism and you know techniques to maintain access into the target system for a longer period of time will be part of your skills and methods then actions is there actions would be like you know they perform certain number of uh, actions in order to you know uh, make them different from other type of cyber attacks right so their main objective is to what to maintain their presence in the victim's network for a longer period of time and extract as much data as possible that's their actions right which differs them or which makes them different from other type of cyber attacks next is your attack origination point so it's like okay let's suppose uh okay mm, consider your house right yeah look i got it i got it consider your house is there okay in your house if a thief has to enter he can enter from various ways right from the roof terrace balcony door window in the kitchen multiple places are there right in order to get inside over there correct 
so attacker or the thief will do what he will try to go with number of attempts in order to get an entry into your house agree we'll try numerous attempts correct to gain entry into your house isn't it and let's suppose if we got an entry if there's a group of thieves right like three or four people are there so if they got an entry from your kitchen's window for example then he will do what either he'll be opening the doors and balcony door and rest of the places also for others to get inside there as well right so similarly attack origination point is uh, like first uh, they will do what these apts they will be uh, performing some numerous numerous attempts in order to gain the entry into the target's network okay and the point of entry which through which they gained access it can be used you know to launch further attacks over there okay so the point to be noted over here is in order to gain that initial access your apts they need to perform an exhaustive and extensive research in order to identify the vulnerabilities in the target network which they can take an advantage of okay that's your attack origination point okay numbers involved in the attack it simply means you can see the number of host system which are involved in the attack so see as i mentioned i like if you notice i often say that apts you can say perform you can say by a crime a group basically a crime organization right it's not a one single person doing their particular job number of people are involved in that right a group or the crime organization is there so that's why like number of hosts which are involved in this attack will be known as the numbers involved in the attack right knowledge source gathering information you can say through certain uh, online sources uh, about some specific threats which can be further exploited in order to carry out those certain attacks right it's multi-faced uh, one of the important characteristics of apt is that they follow the multi-phases in order to execute an attack okay so phases as in the steps they perform reconnaissance then they gain the access right reconnaissance gain access you can say right then uh, they try to do the discovery capture right information and you can say data exfiltration right they try to discover also if you want to put a discoveries part discover the juicy files and important files into the system it's right? so multiple phases are there in terms of perform the attack which apt follows right tailored to the vulnerability is quite interesting one tailored to the vulnerability means whatever the uh, you know security measures are used in the targets network okay so the malicious codes which are created by the apts okay they are designed and written in such a way that they you know they'll be targeting the specific vulnerabilities which are present in the victims network and it will be exploiting it so they are made in you know respect to those vulnerabilities which are in the target or the victims network okay so they are tailored made you can see like you know they are made in such a way or for those specific purpose only for those vulnerabilities kind of a you know zero day can be also part of it multiple point of entries as mentioned over here pretty much the same it's like as i told you before right you know uh 
you know uh, multiple uh, points of entries will be there like you know from various places we can see the malwares are there okay and they help you to maintain the access to the targets network right so even in if one point of entry is discovered and patched by the security analyst then these uh, group of attackers they can use a different entry points that's why multiple point of entries are there in order to maintain their access right evading signature based detection system see actually like for example if i in if i see your uh, antivirus how do they do scanning they look out for the signature of the malware so malware they do have some signature you can say and uh, you know these apt they create the zero day exploits they oftenly create that zero to exploits zero to exploit is something guys which uh here let me write it zero to exploit means even before a developer a coder knows about it attacker found a vulnerability in the application okay so there is no patch for that particular vulnerability there is no release patch for that particular vulnerability so that kind of a thing are known as a zero day exploit yes hello exactly that's what i said for which the vendor hasn't released the patch yet right so that's quite something like a you know something which took them by a surprise and never ever like they thought about it so that this thing can be uh, exploited in such a way lock 4j was you know quite the recent one that was also a zero day exploit so they oftenly go with the zero day exploits that have never been deployed or never been never seen before okay so that they can easily now bypass the security mechanism like your firewalls antivirus ids ips you know email spam filter these kind of thing will be evaded right specific warning size you can say uh actually your apt attacks they are usually impossible to detect but some of the indication of an attack you know can be look out for like that will be including like uh you know a lot of activities are being done from a user account which can be suspicious okay uh if there is any uh backdoor presence of a trojan okay in order to maintain access to the network that is also suspicious uh, unusual file transfer or file uploads unusual database activities because they are looking out for some you know interesting files or admin credentials so they will be trying to look out for the database active uh, like database if they are trying to exfiltrate the data they will try to do some file transfer they will try to upload some files as well right so these are some warning signs of an apt which can help you in order to detect them as well so these are some characteristics of them like you know they try to look out for various files file transfer will be there data exfiltration part of it right various files will be uploaded in order to maintain access or malware is over there if they are trying to read and write the database so that will be part of a database activities or unusual database activities like you know a uh, lot of information are being copied or your database is being accessed or read quite a plenty of time so that will be part of your unusual database activity so these are some specific warning signs of an apd